Com. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning, and it is the final Friday of March. It's the 29th. How are you? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Glad to be along with you until six o'clock. Plenty of ground to cover. We have got Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group in Platteville joining us live this morning. He is all about dairy. We got the latest Wisconsin milk prices for the month of February. They showed a little bit of improvement. What's happening in the marketplace to hopefully help us turn that corner? We'll get to Mike before 6 o'clock. Apple growers are looking at the cropping season of 2019. You know, what some people fail to realize is when you make a commitment to be an apple grower, you are committing to a couple years where you may not see any revenue from those trees at all, especially if you're just beginning. Talking about that after 5.30. Reba McClone's got an interesting story about an apple grower's school that's coming up. Weather-wise, what's coming up for you this weekend? It looks like we are going to see some partly sunny skies. Not necessarily as warm as it was yesterday, maybe, but we'll see daytime highs today up to 52 degrees. For tomorrow morning, don't be surprised if there's a few snow flurries that might start off your day. It'll be a partly sunny Saturday and 43. Sunshine on Sunday, 44. Monday, we bounce back up to 50 degrees. Of course, Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has weather details. And way to go, Milwaukee Brewers on opening day hand their first loss to the St. Louis Cardinals. Final score at Miller Park was 5-4, to four, just so you know. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's DonateLifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. Time to saddle up because the horses are coming to town, coming to the capital city for the Midwest Horse Fair. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And the Midwest Horse Fair is, uh, along with World Area Expo, two of the biggest events held at the Alliant Energy Center every year. And I know one person that doesn't miss it is our own cowgirl, <laughs> Pam Yonke. <laughs> Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee. Yeah, here, close to the show, but not necessarily all that familiar with the show. But boy, I'll tell you what, Bob, I got uh, my IQ increased substantially visiting with Megan Hanashuk. She's the uh, general manager of the Wisconsin, shall I say, the Midwest Horse Fair. Like you mentioned, it's coming to the Alliant Energy Center April 12th through the 14th, and it is celebrating 40 years 40 Years of Legends, their theme, and it's all tracing back to the very beginning when the Wisconsin Horse Council decided that it was going to move forward with this kind of event, and since then, they haven't looked back. But this year, they will look back to a certain extent, according to Megan. She said there will be some special items that are on display and uh, called to viewers' attention, celebrating the 40 years. 
Yeah, the theme this year, we've got uh, 40 years of legends, and that's to pay tribute to our 40th anniversary year. We've been uh, around since uh, 1979. That's when we started organizing, and the first event actually happening in, in 1980. So this is our 40th event. Um, we're happy to pay tribute to that and share that with our attendees. Um, so with that 40 years of legends, it is, I mean, it is really about the legends and all things legendary. Um, so we've got some uh, wonderful, uh, talented uh, equines and um, equestrians coming in um, to to share that with us. Is there anything uh, about the 40-year history that will be on display or pictures or anything like that? Because I'm sure there are some people, maybe even listening, Megan, that were involved with the first phases of the Midwest Horse Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A very special feature for us this year is the art gallery, and that's going to be an exhibition hall. Um, Some people may know that we do a special uh, painted uh, piece of artwork each year that coincides with our theme. And um, we've done that since 2000. And so each original piece of artwork will be on display in that art gallery this year. Excellent. Very good. 40 years. You know, one thing that we never talk about much is what happens after the Midwest Horse Fair, Megan? You guys are busy year round with different uh, equine and equestrian related activities. For people that have routinely gone to the Midwest Horse Fair, where does that money go? I mean, obviously there's expense, but what, what happens? We call it a horse fair, not a horse show for a reason. Tell me about that. Yeah, so the Midwest Horse Fair is owned by the Wisconsin Horse Council, and that is our sole purpose is to support the Horse Council. All our funds, all our profits for the year are turned back over to the Horse Council to foster the equine industry here in Wisconsin. Um, So that goes back into um, grants and trails and scholarships for equine, um, for equestrians, um, and just really helps support our equine community. Any uh, any rough idea? I'm probably catching you with this, but any rough idea financially how much revenue this show has uh, contributed to the improvement of our equine surroundings and folks in Wisconsin? I I don't have an exact figure for you there. I can say that just um, as far as the the attendance goes and all the tourism that is brought in, we average about $11 million um, in the economic impact to the greater Madison area. Absolutely. And if you've ever tried to find a parking spot at the Midwest Horse Fair, especially on Saturday, you know what she's talking about. It's the uh, second largest attended show just right slivers behind World Dairy Expo. They use all the facility. So let's talk a little bit about how you're using the facility this year. Uh, One event that had occurred a few years back is coming back for the 2019 show. Tell me about the Mustang Challenge. Yeah, that's right, Pam. The Mustang Challenge is back uh, again, and we have 50 competitors, um, a little over 50, actually, 57 in total. Um, And each of them was paired up with a wild Mustang um, from the Bureau of Land Management in January, and they've been working hard training and gentling these horses um, to debut at Midwest Horse Fair. Um, They have come from all across the country, Texas, Florida, Georgia, um, and even five competitors from Canada. So um, a lot of versatility, a lot of different backgrounds, um, and a lot of experience um, compiled in those 50. Well, you talk about diversity. I bet every one of those Mustangs is a kind of different personality, a different uh, historical base. Uh, I've talked with some of the folks that work with those wild Mustangs. That's just absolutely incredible. You have got to have patience and be very, very smart to work with these animals. Yeah, it's a really rewarding experience to um, to be a part of, and um, very interesting to watch the progress. You some some 
take on on quick and you know others might start slow and then just really um, pick up fast after that but they have uh, many different backgrounds as well um, coming from different herd management areas in in Utah and Nevada um, and across the west so is there any way that we can see or watch some of the progress that those mustang folks are are using are, are finding with their animals uh, like like you said I don't know much about the horse industry anybody that has listened to me or knows me I'm, I'm very naive on the horse industry but it fast fascinates me how you essentially take a wild animal and by the time that they get to the Midwest Horse Fair, you're going to put them in the center stage as entertainment. That's right. Yeah. And um, if you're curious about the progress and seeing some of these training techniques, uh, every Monday we feature Mustang Monday on our Midwest Horse Fair Facebook page and you can see video clips of what these trainers are doing and and some of the progress they've made. Visit their pages um, and and just uh, yeah, yeah, be educated. Well, let's talk a little bit about how they are going to end up in center stage at uh, the Midwest Horse Fair. A couple different phases. I mean, right now they're doing the real heavy lifting, just trying to get those animals settled down and things like that. But they're also going to be uh, working through preliminaries at the event. That's right. They'll do preliminaries Friday and Saturday morning at Midwest Horse Fair. And then the lucky uh, top 10 finalists, they'll compile those scores from those two days. And the top 10 will advance to our Saturday evening show where they'll um, debut a freestyle, musical freestyle performance um, with costuming and uh, special effects. Really? So people are going to have to remember that when they're watching these animals that just 90 days ago, they were running wild someplace. That's right. Wow. It's just incredible. So like she said, Mustang Monday. Kind of check it out at the Midwest Horse Fairs website. Talk to me a little bit more about some of the nuts and bolts, Megan, that we need to know about this year's show. How are you doing as far as exhibitors? I can't believe that there's much of a space left. Uh, And what about some of the other entertainment that people can tap into regardless on when they come by? Mm -hmm. Our exhibitor space is sold out. So we've got a packed house this year, another 500 vendors again this year. Um, Some really unique, innovative products, uh, you know, and right down to your basics too, your everyday needs, um, specific. Typically, there's a trailer um, coming that has hydraulic corrals that drop down from the roof and and open up. It's, you know, a trailer that is um, designed for the equine camper. And so it has a a very small uh, living quarters in the front. And, um, yeah, your corrals, your automatic water comes right off the trailer. Heavens. Sounds like the the people are taking back seat to the to the horse space. <laughs> so it's products like that that we're you know we're very excited about the the innovation and um, and the different different offerings. Excellent, Megan Hanashak is in studio with us. If you're just joining us, she is the executive director the Midwest Horse Fair. It's coming back to the Alliance Energy Center second weekend of April. Let's talk a little bit about some of your clinicians. Uh, I know that that's always a big draw year after year. Anybody in particular that pops to the top of the list for you, Megan? Oh, absolutely. Dan James is always a, a fan favorite with a, his Liberty expertise. Um, I have to say I'm most looking forward to Bobby Kerr this year, um, tying in with the Mustang Challenge. It's where he had his start. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a well-known Mustang trainer and is now taking it to a professional level, wow. level true, uh, touring the country um, with some very unique acts uh, incorporating canines and um, cars. And oh, it's just, it's really something you have to see it. Excellent, excellent. And so... Uh, the rodeo routinely, uh, one of the other popular elements. Uh, what day days are we having it this year, Megan? And uh, is it is it already sold out? Uh, yes, unfortunately, the rodeo is sold out now at this time. But the PRCA rodeo does um, rejoin us for Friday, April twelfth. 
Well, it sounds like it's a jam-packed itinerary, as you would expect for the Midwest Horse Fair, celebrating 40 years of legends. Come and take a look at that artwork in the Expo Hall. And, of course, you can't miss the equine outstanding effort that's in the barns, in the arena, in uh, the center stage area. And Mustang Monday, check it out on the Midwest Horse Fair website. Megan Hanischuk in studio with us. Get ready for the Midwest Horse Fair. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Pam Yankee. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I-39 Supplies, word of the day. Fascinate. Hey, you see how many steak pockets are on that there trailer? Probably only have to fascinate. <laughs> you can't even see his stuff. Trailer, service, and more. I-39supply.com. The Red Zone on Regent Street is much more than a sports bar and restaurant. They're a full-blown entertainment venue. Music, comedy, creative entertainment at the Annex. Whatever Red Zone fans want, the Red Zone will bring it on. See the events calendar at theredzonemadison.com. Then meet up in the zone. Get to the Red Zone April 12th for Boys of Fall, O Weatherly, and Never Love. Get spring sports savings at Rogan's Cleated Sale. Right now, save 20% off baseball, track, and soccer shoes. Huge selection of name brand footwear for the entire family. Madison East, West, and Janesville. Exclusions may apply. Visit roganshoes.com. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Wearing a farm cap on top of a cheese head. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 519 now on a finally Friday morning saying goodbye to March. Hello to April this weekend into Monday. Time to welcome in Stumach, our ag meteorologist with weather details. I was saying, you know, it's now that the snow is kind of gone, you can start thinking of summertime activities. You've got a springtime activity coming up this weekend, hey? Oh, we're underway. The auction season started. The consignment auction here at Lomira tomorrow morning. Going to be a nice, cool start. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> doesn't sound they had they had snowflakes in the forecast earlier this week. It looks like that's kind of been expunged, hasn't it? Yeah, really not going to be a big deal. A, a little sprinkly stuff tonight. Maybe a couple of stray snowflakes toward daybreak. I think we'll have a dry Saturday. Sure, there'll be some clouds, but the sunshine will come on back. Temperatures on the cooler than normal side. That's the part that's going to be a little difficult, a little breezy on Saturday, too. Let's talk about why this is all happening. Low pressure has pulled a cold front on through. The front extending way from northern Ohio back into Missouri. There's some rain down along that boundary. 
in parts of Ohio, southern Indiana, southern Illinois. That's all moving away from us. That was almost a non-event. I see a one-hundredth of an inch rainfall report from Madison late last night. That's it. That little front's out of here, and we get a little break today, but low pressure is going to move east and northeast along that front that extends down toward Missouri, and there's a weak Alberta clipper-type low that's going to drop in out of the northwest as well, and that's why clouds will build in even later today and in the nighttime, and in eastern and southern Wisconsin, the chance for a little sprinkly rain and the possibility of a really late night, early morning snowflake or two. That should be the extent. But otherwise, with that little clipper front zipping through, north winds get a bit stronger and it does reinforce that colder air. For Saturday and Sunday, we stay cooler than normal, breezy and chilly on Saturday, not so breezy on Sunday, that sounds better, and we start to turn it around temperature-wise into next week, but there could be just a little light chance of rain and maybe some snow Monday on toward Monday night. I'll have forecast details right after this. Now, the easy and fastest way to order ag parts is with Sloan Express, America's ag parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at SloanEX.com or call today. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals Need Heroes 2. T-O-O.com. And they've got an open house at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine coming up on Saturday, April 6th. All right, Stu. So you're going towards the auction. I'm going towards the farm. And we're all going towards what? Sunshine for tomorrow? Well, there'll be sunshine returning tomorrow. Absolutely. Like today, we'll have some sunshine, but the clouds start building in here later on. And for most of us, we'll be around 50 or, you know, 51 or so today. The north wind's only about five. Overnight, the clouds roll in, and especially eastern Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, and down toward Madison, a little bit of rain, possibly a few snowflakes developing here late tonight. Overnight lows dropping down to about freezing or just below. North winds at 5, and especially in southern Wisconsin, could be a morning snowflake. But cloudy start, and then sunshine breaks out through the day. Really low 40s. North winds 10 to 20, gusting to 25, maybe a 30-mile-an-hour gust. And by Sunday, mostly sunny, really low 40s. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. And Monday, we start pushing it back up again, Pam. But even then, that chance of a little light precipitation. So not drying it out perfectly or really warming it up, but we're headed in the right direction. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. Good luck at the auction. 
Oh, thanks. Good luck driving. See ya. <laughs> yep. Stu Mux, our ag meteorologist with weather details. Let's take a look at what we got out there. This morning, Lacrosse, you've got clear skies right now. You're at 32 degrees. Mauston, clear in 34. Fond du Lac, clear in the air at the airport, 30 degrees. Oshkosh, clear in 32. Madison, clear at the airport and 37 degrees. Uh, we're going to be chatting with our buddy Mike North from Commodity Risk Management Group. He's heading our way after 530 with all things dairy. Some good news, hopefully, for our Wisconsin Dairy, dairy producers. Yesterday, they gave us our February milk price, and it went up. Uh, hopefully, the beginning of a trend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. Look out your windows. What do you see? Do you sense the energy you're wasting? Do you see dollars slipping past the frames and off with the wind? Maybe it's hard to see at all through the screens that blur the view. I'm Brandon from Genesis Exteriors, where we're proud to carry, install, and introduce our customers to the most energy-efficient window you can buy anywhere. Anywhere! They're Elements windows, and you can only get them from Genesis Exteriors. Ask a Genesis customer who bought Elements windows, and they'll tell you they're almost magic. Because they will change how you see the world, or at least what you see when you look out your windows. Instead of money blowing away, you might notice the beautiful world out there. And with Elements' nearly invisible screen, you'll see everything better. So if you'd like a better view of everything, check out Elements Windows, only from Genesis Exteriors. Kessler's Diamonds was founded on four big ideas. Number one, engagement ring customers should be able to see every style of engagement ring ever designed and every possible diamond option in one place at one time. And that place is Kessler's. Number two, every customer should get the lowest possible price without having to negotiate. Number three, if you bought it at Kessler's, it's guaranteed. It's just that simple. Even if you lose a diamond, including the center stone, we'll replace it. And all maintenance is free forever. Yes, it really is that miraculous. Number four, and this is the big one. At Kessler's, you will always feel like you are among friends. Because you are. Welcome to Kessler's. Visit Kessler'sDiamonds.com to find the location nearest you and to read what customers are saying about Kessler's. We believe you'll be impressed. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. 
When I see someone in their 30s, I get excited to show them all of the great non-surgical skincare treatments. While a few 30-somethings may be seeing fine lines or age spots, many younger people are not. This is the perfect age to start thinking about your skin health. Certain procedures, such as broadband light therapy, can repair and restore your skin before it starts showing things, such as wrinkles or brown spots. Treatments such as Botox can prevent deep wrinkles from setting in. By starting now, you'll continue to look fresh and youthful while everyone else gets older. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. Airline companies do it all the time. Check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. When you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say... Well, we got to roll a truck, and that's going to cost blah, 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 blah. Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. You know, I've had I've been championing this fight for a long time, Ebo. Oh yeah. Talking about these losers in the Monroe Street area that are protesting Madison Edgewood High School building a football field because it's too wild it's and too white. Wow, white's up white. So these these blood clot losers that live over there are not letting Edgewood put up a uh, a football field. God bless you, Madison Edgewood. You just moved to my go to the weekend, my best of the weekend. Uh, did you see this story that Edgewood held a girls' soccer match Tuesday afternoon Hell despite yeah. being told it couldn't do it? Hell God bless yeah. you, Edgewood. Keep doing it. And it's will... better, you know, Joe, it's better to ask for forgiveness than yes. it is permission. Edgewood, you do you, baby. You play every game out there. Uh, let's start. Let's start. Doing tournaments out there, Joe. Every day, every night. Yeah, I it's not like the lights stay until midnight. The lights are off by like nine thirty. And li- listen to these these clowns, city of Madison officials. They said, "quote They watch Tuesday's game and will issue a notice of violation for the competition." Well, God forbid a girls soccer team plays a game. Oh, well, won't someone please think of the children? They are. And by the way, well, oh, what about parking and traffic? There's probably like ten people there. What does it matter? Let them play. Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. So uh, yeah, next time you're uh, you're in that area, just I don't, take I don't a understand. Look. Like, I, it's it's insane. I don't understand it. Don't but get it. I say, I mean, I I love Madison, Wisconsin, but I have said many times there's there's reality and then there's Madison. Oh, and no, what, we, yeah, some yeah, yeah, people yeah. here don't live in reality. Well, <laughs> that's everywhere. They but had to think about this. A high school girls soccer game. <laughs> we're we're not talking about you know bringing in a a semi pro team. Nope. 
Uh, we're not talking about bringing in, you know, some, you know, like our buddies from Forward FC Madison. Nope. Uh, that was in here yesterday. We're talking about girls' high school soccer. Girls' high school soccer. Say that out loud. Girls' high school soccer. And they're mad about it. And they're mad about that. You'll never win with these kind of people, man. They're only happy when they're unhappy. Seriously. I'm. You know what? Screw it. I'm it's, doing, a, it's a soccer game. I'm doing it again. I know I've tried and lost. It's not like there was any Vuvuzelas there. Right. It's like trying to get Nelson a D-bag. How many times did we try and lose before he finally got it? I'm, I'm, you just made the list! I'm going at it again. Well, they didn't have um, permission from the city of Madison to uh, go throw a ball on the field and run around and chase it. So, mm. so I'm going to try a different tag. We tried the neighborhood. Now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm coming after the city of Madison. Really? Well, yeah. Isn't it still the neighborhood, though, that's like... Look, well, they even have all the, the signs out there. It says, like, no new stadium. Kids can't have fun on my watch. The city, they're going to get a, they're issuing them a citation. So I'm, yes, the, neighbor, go fund me. the neighborhood people are idiots, but the city doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to join in the idiocracy. <laughs> so I'm putting up the, for the city of Madison for sending, what is this here called? Uh, is, it, is it a fine or is it just a warning? So I think this one's a warning. Uh, let's see here. What's this? Thing? Couple that up. Throw it right in the trash. Uh, they said they were, the city said they were going to issue a notice of violation. But I don't know what that means. They have Where'd to you pay see that story? I had it. At Madison.com. Okay. Uh, that's embarrassing. It's shame on you, Madison. Dude, what are and they? These g- neighbors okay. are complete losers. Keep doing it. Keep having games out there. What are they going to do to stop you? Are they going to like have a police barricade so high school kids can't come onto the field to play the sport they signed up to play? Are they going to stop high school kids from playing? Like, what are they? What, what would they do if you keep playing games there? It's a great question. I would love to see someone try and stop fourteen to eighteen year old kids play a game. Yeah, girls soccer at that. That's a school function. Unbelievable. That just pisses it's me a, off. Yep. So I'm, I, you know, I, I tried before. I don't know why. I couldn't get a D bag win, but maybe if I put up the city. And of keep Madison, this in mind. They gave these. They gave a high school a ticket. For playing a girls' high school soccer game. Just let that sink in for a second. They gave him a ticket for playing a girls' high school soccer game. And God forbid these poor kids participate in extracurricular activity at a high school. And the- <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. It's, the, it's, in, like it's said, insanity. There's real life, and there's Madison, Wisconsin. Now, I still, I've lived a lot of places in my what? broadcast career. I'm happy I'm here, probably here for life. But holy God. Juice like, Man Joe. Grow the frick up. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, a little improvement in Wisconsin's February milk price. We're talking about that before 6 o'clock. Another water quality hearing on the way next week in Madison. What does our Wisconsin Ag Secretary-elect hope comes of that? We'll get some thoughts from Brad Paff. And, of course, our own Reba McClone joins us with an update. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So on this date, back in 1971, Charlie Manson was sentenced to death. Now, as most of you probably know, Charlie Manson never got close to the gas chamber or anything like that. He actually died in 2017 at the age of 83, yes, still behind bars. On this date, back in 1974, they discovered the Terracotta Army. In China, you know, the terracotta army, that's the the statues, the lifelike statues that they found underground. The way they found it is some local farmers in China were digging a well for water. 
And that's how they found the Terracotta Army, 1974. And on this date, back in 2004, Ireland became the first country to ban smoking in all workplaces. And now you know. All right, let's press on with today's food news, shall we? Like I said, uh, the first water quality hearing was held on March 20th, same day as Ag Day at the Capitol. Remember, next week, the next water quality hearing will be taking place at the state capitol. Our Wisconsin Ag Secretary-elect, Brad Paff, hopes that Wisconsin agriculture's voice will be heard throughout this process, and he'd like the story of local watersheds to be shared most. I think there's a lot that we can learn from those. What I like most about those is that uh, they recognize the regionalism of what's happening within a given watershed. They also bring the various landowners together to have the conversation of what we can do in a particular watershed. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. And I think that that's an important part of this conversation. I'm excited that the governor recognized that in his 2019-2021 biennial budget. But having said that, I want to make sure that uh, agriculture and our farmers are part of this conversation. That's Wisconsin Ag Secretary-elect Brad Path. Now, the next hearing for the Water Quality Task Force comes up next Wednesday, April 3rd. Again, that will be back at the State House. And in case you're wondering why we're still saying Wisconsin Ag Secretary-elect, it's because Brad hasn't gotten the final vote to officially be called our Wisconsin Ag Secretary, but it's pure logistics, nothing about confidence levels or anything like that with Brad. It is just pure logistics trying to get that final task taken care of. Speaking of tasks, it may seem a little early for a field day, but coming up on April 6th, that's exactly what's going to be happening for farmers that are looking at the apple crop of 2019. Reba McClone will be at that spring apple grower field day, and she's got an update on just exactly what they'll be discussing. Apple growing has been on the rise in the state of Wisconsin. In 2017, 49 million pounds of apples were produced, which is 20% more than in 2016, making it a $26.3 million industry in the state. Getting started in perennial fruit production can be difficult, though, but there are programs available to help. The Center for Integrated Agricultural Systems, or CIAS, will be holding a beginning apple growers spring field day on April 6th to help those who are interested in starting or who have recently started growing apples. John Hendrickson, a program manager at CIAS, gave us an overview of the event. This event, uh, which actually is the first one that we've done, it builds off of our Midwest School for Beginning Apple Growers. It's specifically for people who are new and beginning apple growers. It's a day-long event talking about some key things that folks need to know uh, as they get started planting and growing apples. The program offers tools and advice on how to get started, especially since apple trees don't start producing fruit after one season. Attendees will get to visit two different orchards as well as attend a classroom-type session. That session is going to feature a, a new planning tool that we've created to help people who are planting perennial crops kind of get a handle on the financial aspects of what they're getting into. What are the upfront costs going to be to buy apple trees, for that matter, any kind of fruit trees, build fence, do all the other work, and, and then when might you begin? 
and making some money selling apples because, of course, there's a delay between planting and when you're going to be at full harvest with perennial fruit crops. CIAS believes in learning from others who have been through the experience, which is one of the reasons they host events like the beginning Apple Growers Field Day. There's no better learning opportunity than going out and visiting other farms that are, uh, that are the type of operation that you want to have, whether it be vegetables or flowers or grains or cows or whatever it is. One of the best ways to learn is to visit other farms, see what they're doing, see the kinds of equipment that they have, ask questions. There's just no better way to learn about farming than from other farmers. These learning opportunities are not only limited to apple producers. CIAS has programs for other fruits as well as vegetables and one for beginning dairy farmers, which was the first program they offered. Small produce growers have been on the rise in the state, and as the Wisconsin agriculture industry continues to expand and face challenges in traditional areas, these programs have become even more important. We actually do offer lots of other programming, and I've been running a school for beginning market growers, which is a class for people who want to get started growing vegetables. I've been running that program since 1998. Our apple school came on in 2010, was the first year that we ran the apple school, Um, and we have a school for cut flower growers. We've done a school for beginning grape growers. Well, we certainly have seen a tremendous growth. There are definitely people that want to get into farming in order for people to be successful in those opportunities. Uh, we feel strongly that there needs to be resources uh, to help them along in terms of both the production side of things as well as the financial uh, business management side of things. If you're interested in starting your own apple operation, be sure to attend the beginning Apple Growers Field Day on April 6th. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs? Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual Insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to learn how you can protect what matters most. Hey, here's a little news blip from my friends at McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12. Hey, if you're planning on travel this summer, whether it's a family vacation or just for work, did you know tire prices are going up? Why? Market conditions, competition from around the world. So make sure if your tires are a little on the thin side, you were thinking about replacing them anyhow, or you are planning on some miles this summer, now's a good time. Take care of that all under one roof at McFarland's. Remember, it's not just about tires. They do oil changes, alignments, and all kinds of vehicle maintenance. They can handle vehicles up to nine ton. Oh, you say you're bigger than that? Hey, they can handle you too. Tire doctor Frank Cook will be on the scene of your farm or field for service when and where you need it. McFarland's, giving you all you need for a successful spring and summer under one roof. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. Our Wisconsin dairy farmers got a little good news in the month of February. Their milk price went up to $16.30 a hundredweight. It's about $1.40 per gallon at the farm gate. That's 10 cents higher than their January milk price, 70 cents higher than last February, but still 50 cents less than the all-U.S. milk price. Some of our neighbors saw a pretty healthy bump in their February milk price, too. Iowa's milk price went up. $1.40. Michigan up $2. Minnesota milk price was up $1.20. California milk even saw a $1.75 increase in their February pay price compared to a year ago. 
Markets in overnight electronic trade are waiting on today's uh, USDA prospective planting report. What else is influencing the markets? Let's get Mark Oppold's bottom line. Here we are at the end of the week and the end of the month and the end of the quarter as well. Bottom line report brought to you by our friends at MS Biotech. Enjoy meeting a lot of dairy producers at the Central Plains Dairy Expo that ended yesterday in Sioux Falls. Check all out their products at msbiotech.com and Zaner Ag Hedge, providing market advice and brokerage services for over 30 years, especially now after all the numbers today could be a help to you. Zaner.com. We think today's acreage numbers will not have the impact that the update in June is going to have when the crops are finally planted. But today's stocks numbers are important as the trade recalculates projected carryover, especially in corn. Speaking of corn, we'll stay with our outlook. December will not drift too far from $4. Soybeans, November holding nine twenty. That was last breached last Thanksgiving. And watched Kansas City wheat for May and June. Traders are net short a record 51,000 contracts here today. Compare that to a year ago, they were net long 26,000 contracts. So a short covering rally could be how we start the month of April. This is the bottom line report. Live cattle and live hogs may have moved down a bit too far too fast, many say. We can understand that in cattle, but we think buyers are stepping in here at recent lower levels in live hogs. Looking at the neutral to slightly negative quarterly hog and pig, uh, hog and pig report, we think we'll close that gap between May and June, with June moving closer to May. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable week ahead. In overnight electronic trade act... In overnight electronic grain action right now, December corn's down three quarters of a cent, three ninety seven and a half. November beans are up a penny and a half, nine twenty five and a quarter. July new crop wheat down three and a quarter, four sixty seven and three quarters. Barrel cheese was unchanged yesterday. Forty pound block cheese down a penny and a quarter at one seventy one and three quarters. The double A butter dropped a half yesterday to two twenty six a pound. We've got April milk down a penny. 1562 100 weight may milk down two at 1547 100 weight coming up next all things dairy what's happening with that cheese market mike north from commodity risk management group joining us live via skype next this is the farm report with pam yonke a skincare minute with skincare expert michelle neeson botox is very safe we've used it for many years Botox is a purified protein. It's used to relax wrinkles in your face, such as in the forehead and crow's feet, lines around the eyes. These treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie are virtually pain-free and are very simple and quick. They are more affordable than you would think, being a fraction of what a facelift might cost, but the result is very natural, softening of the lines and wrinkles. Most people tell me that their friends don't notice that they just look rested and they look better. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. 
the majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Tilling up every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field. That there's consecrated ground. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Five for- 548, and here we go on a finally Friday morning. Last Friday of March, we're going into April. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group, joining us live from Platteville this morning. I want to go right to the the cheese market this week, Mike. It's been fun to watch because uh, block cheese has been on a tear up until yesterday. What's going on? So we've had uh, a couple different phenomenons in place. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot to talk about new demand in the market, and, and um, you know I want to give that some credence. If you go back to the uh, cold storage numbers that came out uh, just a week ago, we saw American cheese volumes through February slip from January. That doesn't happen very often. Normally, we're on a slow build, but we took on the American cheese front alone, we took about uh, 20 million pounds out of the equation, and uh, you know some argue that the January number was maybe a little bit in inflated and there was some bad record keeping during the government shutdown that made the January number excessively larger, which now in the February report, we brought it back to reality. That could be one uh, scenario, but we want to run with the idea, hopefully, that that there's actually demand behind that movement and that we're actually seeing some uh, drawdowns. And that would play well into the discussion of why is the block and barrel moving? Um, you know, the American cheese uh, sector is going to have some pretty good play in the barrel market and we saw that come out of March um really strong and if you go back and you take a look at this whole move you know top to bottom we started with barrels in that 143 zone we fell back to a dollar 36 and a half and then it hasn't slowed down since and now here we are uh you know 23 cents higher as we close out the month now uh blocks they came along for the ride as as we got deeper into the month. It took them a little bit longer to warm up, but uh, they have made an equally impressive move. And you pointed it out this week. We saw a 16 cent run Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that went unanswered uh, by any sellers except for one load trading hands. And that was really the puzzling feature, right? If if we've got this inventory out there, why on earth aren't we seeing a whole lot of traction here? One load, you know, that that's where we should have started the trade on Monday, uh, not finished the trade on, on uh, Wednesday. Uh, but we saw a seller show up yesterday. Thursday, uh, an offer showed up. And quite interestingly, as the offer showed up, the bid disappeared. So now we're having to ask the question, is this legitimate? Now, here's here's a little bit of a backstory. If you go back in time, it hasn't been uncommon for us at the end of a quarter, which remember, today is the, the end of the week, the end of the month, 
and more importantly, the end of the quarter. Not been uncommon for those who have massive inventories of product in warehouses to do some buying as we come through those final weeks of a quarter because what happens in every corporate environment at the end of a quarter? We go back and we do an assessment of our balance sheet. Inventory plays a big role in that, and if, in fact, the price is a lot lower, your balance sheet gets a lot smaller. Now, uh, you know, if you're working on borrowed funds for working capital, you have less of that around to keep uh, the wheels turning. So um, has not been uncommon for us to see that in my 20-plus years. Um, maybe we have that going on right now. Maybe we don't. You know, with the market now being fully electronic in terms of the spot trade, we don't have a look inside the box so to speak, like we used to, uh, where we kind of knew who was behind the bid or the offer when they came into the into the CME spot trade. So there's really kind of two theories. Maybe it's it's demand and it's unfolding before our eyes, and that would be the one story we'd really want to see play out. Or number two, maybe it's uh, a little bit of uh, uh, inventory valuation uh, gamesmanship in mm -hmm. place. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah, back to the days of the National Cheese Exchange when you were looking <laughs> each other in the eyes. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. I was noticing our milk price uh, for the month of uh, February eked up a little bit in a lot of the major dairy states, Mike. And uh, now if if we go with tradition, we're going into potentially spring flush, although it's minus uh, BST in a lot of areas. Yeah, that's a fact. And as we close out the month of March, you're going to see that March price for milk be fully a dollar above where the Feb was. And if we can hold this rally together on product, maybe we get another 40 to 50 cents beyond that as we get into April. But we saw this last year too, right? If you remember last year, we had a rally that took us up into this March, April timeframe before things spilled over. Now, part of that was a trade conversation, but the biggest part of that was just the normal seasonal spring flush. And if those volumes hit us this year like they have in the past, you're going to find plants at capacity. We'll be back to building inventory and we'll be doing it, uh, you know, from a price point that's much higher in the market. So frankly, um, you're, you're not going to see a, a whole lot of buy and hold strategies. You're going to see guys wanting to, to flush that into the system and that'll put some pressure back on our cheese market and ultimately uh, uh, cause a little bit of a uh, softer milk price as we get deeper into spring here. So um, that spring flush is going to be certainly one to watch. Certainly lots of uh, theories out there about uh, how the cows are going to milk this spring. Yeah, I think a lot of farms are uh, witnessing that uh, every day. All right, buddy. On that note, I'm going to let you go. Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville. As you can tell, if you've got questions about how some of these new programs from the Farm Bill are going to play out, those risk management tools, insurance policies, or if you're trying to find a position in the marketplace, Mike is the guy you want to turn to. You can find him, again, Commodity Risk Management Group down in Platteville, and he's a frequent face you see out on the scene when it comes to some of our uh, events and activities. So keep an eye out for that as well. All right, my friends, we are going to bid you adieu on a Friday and uh, head into the weekend. On Monday, we are going to catch up with our friends from the Wisconsin uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin group. Talk a little bit with them. This is the Farm Report with 